When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to look into the injury updates, uh, matchups, and give a prediction for the Falcons' Week 2 matchup in Tampa Bay against division rival the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so heading into this game, the Falcons and the Bucks have some key injuries uh, that have got guys on injured reserve. Uh, for the Buccaneers, obviously in week one, they lost starting cornerback uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. Uh, he will not need surgery, it looks like, but obviously he will be out for this game. He has been placed on the injured reserve, but could be back at some point during this season. As for the Falcons, um, you know, the, the injury updates for this week are not that bad, but they've got guys on injured reserve, such as um, Josh Andrews, the, pro- the projected starter at left guard coming into the season. Um, likewise, Matt Gono, who was on the pup list, uh, also a potential starter coming into the season. Uh, and that obviously had an impact on the performance of the offensive line uh, last week with uh, rookie Jalen Mayfield starting the game instead. Um, but those are the guys who are definitely out. Let's talk about the players who are on the injury list for the Falcons and for the Bucks this week. Right now, the only player for the Falcons... Uh, that has been on the injury list was uh, Frank Darby, wide receiver, uh, and he has been ruled out for Sunday at this point. Uh, the the key thing with Darby to remember, the guy is a rookie. He wasn't even active. He was one of the inactive players in week one. Um, he is a player that I believed at the beginning of the season could end up being uh, just a, a healthy scratch every single week as the, the team is essentially redshirting him uh, unless something happens with you know receivers ahead of him 
it looks like Darby is going to get essentially a, a redshirt year with Falcons, see what he looks like in 2022. They didn't want to put him out there on waivers. Uh, and uh, so this injury is, is of no consequence for this game. Uh, but as I mentioned, some of the guys they lost earlier before the season even started uh, are certainly having the impact going forward. As for the Buccaneers, right now, it looks like uh, they're going to come into camp uh, or into this game, pardon me, with all of their players healthy, um, other than the ones mentioned before, uh, with uh, starting corner uh, Murphy Bunting being out on IR right now. Uh, They did have uh, Jason Pierre-Paul limited this week uh, and then did not participate on Thursday. However, uh, they've clarified that he was out on Thursday for rest purposes, so he will be playing uh, so the, the Falcons don't get a break from a pass rushing standpoint. Uh, and then defensive te- tackle Steve McClendon, uh, who did not participate, was also just a, an instance of a resting veteran. Um, safety Jordan Whitehead, wide receiver Antonio Brown, and linebacker Shaq Barrett were all full participants. So fully expect those guys to be ready to go. Uh, week two, no big surprise. Both teams are ready to go uh, and not dealing with any severe injuries other than the ones uh, that have put guys on the IR. All right, with that said, let's get into the matchups. We're going to start with this Falcons offense and how they stack up against the defense of the Buccaneers. And last week, the Falcons got the number one pass rushing team from 2020. Uh, We mentioned it last week, Fletcher Cox, um, Brandon Graham, those guys were all obviously incredibly disruptive throughout the game on Sunday and this is not going to be an easier matchup. The number two pass rushing team from 2020 was Tampa Bay. And they are back uh, this year with all of the pieces that they had last year, including now a healthy Vita Vea. And if you saw their week one matchup against the Cowboys, you're probably terrified. Uh, Not to mention the Buccaneers are going to come into this game with a few extra days of rest compared to the Falcons since their season started on that Thursday night game against the Cowboys. Uh, So that certainly doesn't help the Falcons. And on top of that, Tampa Bay will be at home. So sort of a murderer's row in circumstances. Uh, Falcons go on the road. They're facing a well-rested team and having to face that team at home. Um, Vita Vea, as I mentioned, uh, was injured for a good bit of last year. This year, uh, first game at least, looked absolutely dominant in the middle and he's not even uh, necessarily a defensive tackle that's you know known as an Aaron Donald or a Grady Jarrett that's that's coming in and it's going to give you eight to ten sacks. But what he did last week was just incredibly disruptive. The kind of player that I think all Bucks fans were hoping he would be uh, for you know a big sort of nose tackle uh, uh, scheme of a player. And yeah, he lived up to that hype at least in game one. We'll see if that continues here in game two. Uh, and we'll talk about how that matchup is terrifying for Falcons fans. Um, obviously, they also have uh, veteran Ndamukong Sue, who, you know, in, in recent years maybe hasn't been as dominant as he was uh, between 2012 and 2018. Uh, but Sue can still get it done. They're not counting on him to do it on every single play. He is not the main guy in the middle. Um, and, and that is something to, to pay attention to. When you've got Sue and then you've got Vita Vea next to him, uh, and then even on nickel sets, they're using Jason Pierre-Paul uh, to come in up the middle. Uh, it's absolutely sort of terrifying set of guys that are coming in the middle. And of course, on the edge, you've got Shaq Barrett, uh, the pass rusher who uh, was one of the first double-digit pass rushers for the Bucks several years ago when he came in uh, and continues to be uh, a very good talent coming off the edge. Now, 
as for the Falcons, what do they have up front? <laughs> uh, I don't have to tell you guys. This is the, the terrifying matchup. Um, Chris Lindstrom, Jake Matthews, they did their job on Sunday. The other three guys, as we talked about uh, before uh, in last week's podcast of this same nature, those guys were the big question mark, and all three of them failed to do their job. Um, Jalen Mayfield was the absolute worst of the bunch, and I, I just want to say this. Mayfield had arguably the worst possible game you could have as a pass blocker. Uh, you may have seen this. He had a 1.4 pass blocking grade by PFF. I don't think you could get lower. Uh, I think he'd literally have to turn around and tackle Matt Ryan himself on every play to get a lower grade than that on pass blocking. Matt Hennessy uh, did not do well in pass blocking either in week one. And likewise, the same is true for right tackle Caleb McGarry. However, these guys did fairly decent in the running game. And we saw that in the first quarter, first uh, you know, quarter and a half of the game where the Falcons really were getting the running game going for the first time in what seems like ages. Uh, so I do want to give them some credit for that. And I think the game plan coming in was to run the ball, use play action to, to mitigate uh, that pass rush a little bit. Uh, and it's, it's a good plan when you don't think you've got beasts up the middle, guys who are going to struggle in pass blocking. That really is what you want to execute on. Now, they shot themselves in the foot repeatedly with the penalties, putting themselves in second and long, third and long throughout the game. And I think that forced them into situations where they had to pass, which obviously lets the defense tee off on that offensive line. So they have to clean up the penalties this week. If they don't clean up the penalties, we're going to see a repeat of what happened in week one. If they can clean up the penalties, and it sounds like they're going to focus on that, I think there's reason to believe that that game plan can be effective this time around. Again, establish the run, which they showed they did uh, very effectively last week. Use play action to buy some time for Matt Ryan in the pocket and to create openings uh, and, and attack that way. Um, I think they're going to try to lean very heavily on the running game. They want to be on the field as much as possible. They want to wear this defense out. Uh, and they want to keep Tom Brady off the field. Now, as for Mayfield, I know there's a lot of talk about people wanting to bench him. I, I'll be surprised if it happens. I think the team wants to let him take his lumps. You know, perhaps they put Garrett there. I don't think they're going to put Drew Dahlman there, even though he performed better in limited snaps. Um, but I do think that Jalen Mayfield is going to get another shot. And honestly, for a guy that barely got reps in the preseason at left guard, I understand the frustration with his performance, but if he's going to get better, he has to do it on the field. And this just may be part of the learning process for him. And obviously it's a murderer's row as far as the defensive line he's facing. But don't be surprised if Mayfield is out there on Sunday, perhaps on a short leash, but out there as the starter nonetheless. As for the other starters on this line, I think, again, Hennessy, uh, Another really difficult matchup uh, for him. And honestly, this is one of those situations where I, I, I think you have to stick with him. I don't think putting Drew Dahlman in is going to help. Hennessy is going to have to take some lumps as well in order to get used to being the starting center on this team. I think he should improve over time. Again, this is really his first year starting. Uh, and these are two guys that the Falcons, I think, are banking on to be a part of the long-term solution on the offensive line. Um, and writing them off after one game is, you know, you, you just can't give up on players that quickly. And 
Again, this is another really difficult matchup for these guys. But at the same time, it's it's arguably their best opportunity to grow. Could it be another terrible performance? Yes, 100%. In fact, I'm banking on that. But I think the coaching staff wants to see these guys out there, and they want to see these guys improve. Even if they're not playing well, they want to see them improve. They want to see them take these lumps. They want to see them get better. And I think they're going to get that opportunity. Um, whether you like that or not, you know that's up for debate. But I think Mayfield and Hennessy in the middle is going to be the week two starters uh, at left guard and center. And uh, Caleb McGarry, you know, at right tackle, there's just frankly not a lot of great options. Could the Falcons go into free agency and look for somebody? They they could. But I, right now, you know, they are constrained by the cap. And there's just only so much they're going to be able to do. And uh, that includes on the offensive line. And there are not any, you know, major starters out there I think are going to make a massive difference where the you know the Falcons could be able to pay minimal money to that player. So for now, it's probably going to be Mayfield, Hennessy, and McGarry stinking up this line, hopefully developing, hopefully getting better. Uh, and really, I, I think if they can clean up on the mental errors, if they can clean up on that stuff. And remember, this is the first game for these guys as uh, starters collectively as an offensive line uh, in a regular season game. If they can clean up the mental errors, there are reasons to believe the Falcons can be a little bit more productive, perhaps, again, establish the run, although the Buccaneers have a fantastic run defense. If they can establish the run, get that play action going, this could be a better offense. I don't think it's going to be good. I think there's still going to be struggles, but it could be a better offense come Sunday. Now, on the outside, this is where the Falcons may need to lean on Russell Gage, who, if you read Aaron... um, uh, Aaron Freeman's article at the Falcoholic has had some very good games against the Buccaneers. Russell Gage may get a favorable matchup here uh, at cornerback. Right now, uh, Carlton Davis is the top corner on the team. He will probably be on Ridley as much as possible. Past him, Jamel Dean is the next guy up. Uh, he had two good seasons in 2019, 2020. 2021 is off to a little bit of a rough start. Um, but that could be the matchup to watch is to see if they can get Gage involved um, early, uh, hit some quick passes, you know, get the ball out of Matt Ryan's hand as fast as possible, let Gage and really trying to try to create some yards after the catch, uh, and or, you know, Kyle Pitts. Uh, obviously, the rookie did not get involved extensively um, in the first game. I, I think that's going to change in this game. And to be fair, not much of the offense was working. So I don't think we, you know, we want to zero in on Pitts or, you know, Ridley or Ryan. Very little was working except for maybe Cordero Patterson last Sunday. Um, so it, your guess is as good as mine as to who they sort of lean towards. Um, but I will say this, the Bucks in their secondary, they have some opportunities to be exposed. They're, they're not, you know, terrible, but there are some Fairly decent matchups that if the Falcons can buy more than a half second for Matt Ryan, uh, there could be some opportunities to take advantage here. Remember, last year, Falcons got out to a 17-0 start in the second game, and of course, they ended up collapsing and losing it in the second half. But they were able to score on essentially what is the same Buccaneers defense, except you know, with the exception of Vita Vea. So this is something to pay attention to. That you know, Right now, I've got dire predictions for this game. You'll hear it in a little bit. Um, but the, the Falcons have played the Bucks pretty well in recent times, and that is something to pay attention to. Um, but this game is not just one uh, on this side of the ball. The Falcons have to play defense as well. But before we get into that breakdown of this game, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. We're talking about the Falcons' week two matchup against division rival Tampa Bay and how this one's going to play out. We've talked about the Falcons' offense uh, coming into this game and how they stack up against the defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Let's talk about Tampa Bay's offense. They are red hot, and they look like they're in mid-season form. Um, You know, Tom Brady did have interceptions in that game against the Cowboys, but... Those were more outliers and not necessarily his fault. Uh, this is a team that is stacked to from top to bottom. Um, Tom Brady, obviously, as much as we hate to say it, clearly one of the great quarterbacks, the greatest to ever play, and one of the greats right now, uh, even still, at age 44. And yes, I fully believe at this point that he has sold his soul to dark forces in order to remain this young for this long. Uh, may he forever be cursed uh, once he leaves the NFL. Um, all right, weapons that he's got. Guys, please don't take me seriously. I'm not cursing Tom Brady. Uh, but the weapons he's got at wide receiver, this is just ridiculous. Um, Mike Evans was already uh, a top receiver, sort of you know criminally underappreciated in the league. You know, A lot of young guys come into the conversation. It feels like we forget Mike Evans. He's just, he's a phenomenal uh, wide receiver. We've seen him twice a year, you know, for, for such a long time now, and he's still such a great weapon. And he's just one of three options. Um, You know, right next to him, Chris Godwin is a player that, uh, you know, has emerged over the past uh, several seasons for Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, playing on that franchise tag right now. Whether they keep him or not past this year remains to be seen, but he is another phenomenal weapon. And of course, you know, because that's not enough, they had to go in and add Antonio Brown, uh, who is still playing at a high level, looked phenomenal in game one, uh, has that timing with Brady uh, inexplicably. And this is easily the best wide receiver trio in the league, hands down. Any one of these guys could probably go to another team and be the top wide receiver, and all three are on the same roster. It reminds me of the Braves starting pitchers back in the 90s where you had three guys that could be literally top-tier starters on any other team. Um, that is what the Bucks have here at wide receiver. And, of course, then they add one of the greatest receiving tight ends ever in Rob Gronkowski, who is also a very capable blocker, uh, as if it wasn't fair enough. Next to him, you know, you've got a first-round pick from several years ago, O.J. Howard, um, Cameron Bright. Now, the backfield is where they may have some issues. Ronald Jones, um, you know, has been uh, a player that hit pretty well last year, looked like a guy that could be their uh, their top back going in. Um, you know, he's got the the ability, but he's he's not really a major weapon out of the backfield for them. Had some issues with fumbles early on in his career. And of course, you've got Leonard Fournette, former first-round pick, who clearly looked like an absolute beast in the playoffs last year. Um, so you've got those two guys. 
the weakest link on this offense? Yeah, maybe. But it's really like such a high bar. These are still very capable running backs. The offensive line, Donovan Smith, Tristan Wirfs at, at tackle, both very good players. Smith, you know, it took a while for him to get there, but the past couple of years he has sort of settled in to being a, a good starter on the outside. Um, Ali Marpet at guard, uh, another high-quality starter. Um, Alex Kappa at right guard, uh, you know, sort of started off really rough early on in his career and has gotten better every single season and now is, you know, playing pretty well. And uh, Ryan Jensen at center, you know, he's uh, been there for several years. Again, a player, he's pretty solid, um, not a spectacular player, but uh, playing well enough. And this is an offensive line that gives Tom Brady time. Can the Falcons generate pressure? No, no, they can't. Um, It's Grady Jarrett and not a whole lot else. Uh, Let's be honest, Dante Fowler, not cutting it. In that first game, he just simply did not get anything done. Uh, He got bullied, in fact, on several plays. It was quite embarrassing to watch. Uh, Guys like Steven Means, Jacob Tuioti Mariner, they should be situational rotation and not necessarily starters. That tells you a lot about the depth and on this offense, or uh, pardon me, this defensive line. Jonathan Bullard played well enough last week. Uh, Marlon Davidson didn't show anything. This is a unit that has to step up. They have to be more than just Grady Jarrett. Uh, these guys, especially Dante Fowler, with the money that he is getting paid, he has to be better than this. He has to show more than this. Um, and you know, Grady can only do so much now. Grady deserves a little bit of criticism. He missed some tackles last Sunday, uh, but he was he was getting through that very good Philly offensive line. There's some hope he can do it this week. Let's hope if he does that he can close the gap, and that is the key here. Uh, these guys have to not just generate pressure. They have to actually bring down the quarterback. Now, with Brady, he is not as athletic as what we faced last week in Jalen Hurts. Maybe there's some hope that the blitzes – um, that the A-gap blitzes you know, coming up the middle uh, with an extra guy can, can give them the pressure that they're wanting to see. But Brady's one of those guys, man. You, you make that calculation. If you don't deliver, he is going to make you pay. And this, you know, Dean Pease talked about it. Tom Brady's not a guy that you deceive. He is not a player that you go out there and you fool him. He knows what's coming. Um, the, what the Falcons need to do on defense is they need to get home. Um, now, Foye Luakun, Deion Jones, I still have a lot of belief in them, but they played poorly last week. Um, AJ Terrell, Fabian Moreau, I think they're good enough to win some of these matchups, but this is going to be a really difficult matchup for both of these guys on the outside. Again, playing against some really top-tier receivers. Both of them are going to have unfavorable matchups. And Isaiah Oliver is, you know, he could be the weak link here. We'll see how he plays um, with you know going up against someone like Godwin. Uh, I am not optimistic about that matchup. Uh, and then on the back end, you know, between uh, Dron Harris and uh, um, in, in Harmon, uh, or Dron Harmon and Eric Harris, this is something where, uh, you know, the Falcons have veterans safety, but they're not like they're they're decent. And that's not going to cut it against this Tampa Bay offense. Not a great matchup, guys. If, if you hear a little bit of depression in my voice, it's because this one. Let's be honest, this looks terrible. Tampa Bay is one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl, and for good reason. They are stacked from top to bottom. Quarterback, offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, uh, defensive line, linebacker. The few weaknesses that they have are not in the trenches. 
It's, you know, maybe at secondary cornerback, maybe at safety, and that's about it. This is a roster that is loaded. Um, they are already looking like they're in midseason form. It's a terrifying matchup. We Most people came into this year knowing Tampa Bay was likely going to win the NFC South, barring any uns, you know, surprising major injuries. Um, and right now, this just does not look like a good matchup for the Falcons. So how's this one going to play out? Uh, I think it's going to look a lot like last week, unfortunately. Um, I, I think the Falcons will have a little bit more success. The The reality is um, guys like Jalen Mayfield and um, Matt Hennessy, they're going to be overwhelmed again. And hopefully the, the Falcons could get the run game going. But again, this is a top defense against the run. If they can't get the run game going and they've got to settle in on the pass, it is going to be a long afternoon for the Falcons on offense. Uh, and as for their defense, yeah, I don't see them slowing down Tampa Bay. Um, I have a lot of hope over the long term for what the Falcons want to do on defense with Dean Pease, his attacking style. But Tom Brady is the kind of quarterback that can tear apart you know, any defense that has weak links. And the Falcons have several weak links on this defense. Most notably, again, the defensive line. So as for how I see this one playing out, yeah, not great. I don't like predicting blowouts. Uh, it's, it makes me uncomfortable as a Falcons fan. Someone that wants to see this team succeed, but I'll be honest, I think Tampa Bay wins uh, in a resounding fashion um, with the reservation that, again, games can always go off script when you're talking about division games. But I'm thinking the Tampa Bay Bucks will win this one 35 to 10. So, yeah, you can throw all the shade at me. And if the Falcons win this one or they play close, absolutely feel free to come after me on Twitter. Light me up for this uh, for this take. I know I'm not alone, though. A uh, little bit of pessimism. Sorry, guys. I do think, I want to say this ahead of time, I do think the next two games after this, we could see some marked improvements. And that's one I'm going to hang my hat on for now. Um, the, the Falcons, unfortunately, are just facing two teams that are so dominant in the trenches, and I think it's exposing some of the Falcons' biggest weaknesses on both sides of the ball. Uh, so with that said, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at Falcoholic Pod, and of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. Thank you for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.